Hey guys, we're so excited to share this message with you on the Center Set podcast. My name is Ethan and I lead worship here at Center Set. We'd love for you to download our app so that you can keep up with all that is happening in our community. Text Center Set to 77977 to download. What's up? Who's excited for church? Should, five o'clock, you should have had at least three cups like me. Uh, if you haven't met, my name is Ali, my beautiful wife and I. We started this ch- crazy church about four years ago with a simple vision. We wanted to create a place where not only Christians could passionately, man, we are a loud church, amen, where you can passionately grow in your faith and unchurched people, listen, they can explore faith. So if you're new to Center Set, let me t- or Bold Church, excuse me, we changed our name a couple months ago, I, I'm, I keep messing up. If you're new, let me tell you, we remember what it feels like to come to church for the very first time. Seven of the eight people that started the church, we are saved in our 20s. We, we understand the fear, the, the perceived judgment, the questions. Are they going to ask me to pray in front of everyone? Maybe if you're wearing a Lakers fan. But uh, we are in a collection of talks all about the Holy Spirit called secret sauce. And if you notice the ingredients, I got to call them out. It's salvation, water baptism, spirit baptism, and tongues. And two weeks ago, I prayed on tongues, and it was crazy, because I did not expect the number of people to receive that message. And on Pentecost Sunday, let me just tell you, your pastor is a little Pentecostal. And some of you, that's a cuss word from the church you came from. Let me just tell you, Pentecost means 50. If you are afraid of the word 50, we're going to pass the offering buckets. You can drop your 50s in. We'll help you in Jesus' name. Don't be afraid of 50. The title of today's talk is not going to make sense. It's going to come off a little Dungeons and Dragons a little bit. Maybe I watch a little bit too much Stranger Things getting ready for this sermon. But the title of today's talk is The Blood, the Water, and the Oil. Turn to your neighbor and say, Pastor Alex got a word. Now turn to your neighbor that you forsaked in church. You abandoned them. He's got a word for you too. He's got a word for you too. If you bow your heads and close your eyes. Thank you so much, God, for what you're doing in this community. Thank you, God, in in 70 days, 10 weeks, we're going to have air conditioning in the name of Jesus. Campbell Community Center does not know what's coming for them. Thank you, God, that you have kept this church alive through COVID, 60 weeks online, 18 months in this room that feels hotter than hell, Jesus. But we're believing, God, you're going to speak to us tonight. I pray, God, for those that have their arms crossed in their hearts, that they would realize church can be fun. You're a father that loves us. God, we're not here because we're good. We're here because you're good. I pray for those that are exploring Christianity and wondering what God's like, that they would encounter the living God, that we would walk out of this room looking more like you, talking more like you, loving more like you. And if you believe that, everybody said, come on, can we make some noise? Everybody said, show hands for those of you that did not like high school. Come on, liars. High school was difficult because of the peer pressure. It was difficult because, you know, there were cliques. But not only that, it was the classes. There were classes I took in high school. I, I, I'm still wondering why I took them. For some of you, I actually need an audience participation. Show of hands. Your favorite class in high school was math. These are our accountants. These are our accountants. For those of you like me, your favorite class was PE. Come on. I remember I look back, I, I would be sweating, change and go back to class, and I didn't care. Now I refuse to leave without taking a shower. Come on. Show of hands, your favorite class was English. 
These are our grammar Nazis. They, they correct you even when you didn't ask for it. And, and today, so much of it is going to be, listen, not about theological. It's going to be about the grammar first. Too many Christians have bad theology because they have bad grammar. Let me call out some churches. Let me show you this first image. These guys need to go to, back to school. Don't let worries kill you. Let the church help. So what happens when you don't put a comma, by the way. Next image. God does not make mistakes. Now, if you can't see the issue with that, you need to go back to high school for a second. And this last one, don't go, don't go, don't go. No, no, no. It's too late. Go now. Get behind me, Satan. Now, either he, he's making fun of the devil or they just run out of A's and they put an I. Now, don't show this last one. This next one is awesome. Now, this next one's awesome because it was done by a doctor. So you know this guy went to school for like 10 years. Look what he says. Cash God inside. How about that? There's nothing proper with that sentence. I don't even know what it means. I'm still trying to figure it out. But today's talk, listen, is more about the grammar that God wants to show you. I'm telling you. You, all you need to understand today's sermon is a third grade education. And if you're pushing back, let me tell you, you're probably an Android phone user. You're, the, you're already stubborn. Today's talk is going to help you. Point number one, we're jumping right into it. The Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus. Somebody say, in Jesus. I'm going to show you this first verse, 1 Corinthians 12. For by one Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, we were all baptized. That's the word baptismo. It's, it literally means to be submerged. It's where we get our, our word for submarine. The Holy Spirit is going to submerge you. In what, Pastor Ali? Into one body. And if the context of 1 Corinthians 12 is this is the body of Christ. So literally the Holy Spirit is going to grab you and he's going to submerge you. He's going to put you underneath from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of life. To the kingdom of death to the kingdom of life. It doesn't make bad people good. He makes dead people come alive. And, it, and he literally baptizes you. He submerges you into the body of Christ. Whether Jew or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and all have been made to drink into one spirit. There's this lie that is told in America that Billy Graham is the greatest evangelist. He is not. The Holy Spirit is. No one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Some of you wonder, how do I share faith with my coworkers? How do I share faith with my friends, my spouse? And you often don't have the words to say, the Holy Spirit is the greatest evangelist. For those of you that are new to our church, my father, a year ago, as an 81-year-old man, accepted Christ and got baptized in the church. If God could, and listen, that's not even the best part. The guy was deaf and blind. Why? Because the Holy Spirit can reach anyone. Amen. Point number one is that the Holy Spirit, he wants to submerge you into the body of Christ. Point number two, if you're taking notes, a disciple baptizes, I should say, us in water. Someone say, in water. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. This is what's often called the Great Commission. I'm about to make a statement. It's not political. I want to make the commission great again. Why is that? Because 2% of Christians share their faith. And this verse, listen, this verse is not to churches. It's not to leaders. It's to everyone in this room. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. Someone say baptizing. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. After you receive Christ, God wants you to 
get submerged, baptismo, in what? In water. Some of you were baptized as a little kid in the Catholic church. I'm sorry to break it to you. You took a shower at church. You get baptized after you place faith in him. You should take a shower before you come to church, but if you want to take a shower at church, we're okay with that too. But this is done after faith, not before. Your parents can't pick Jesus for you. Your grandma can't pick Jesus for you. You got to pick Jesus. And this is not something that like was invented in the New Testament. We saw this type and shadow throughout the scriptures. Moses comes to the Israelites. They're in bondage of slavery for 400 years. They're stuck. They can't get out. They need someone to bring them out. So Moses brings them out. And when they come to the Red Sea, the enemy's coming behind them, and they cross the Red Sea. It's a picture of baptism. That when you and I place our faith in Jesus, we, our old life is dead and we are raised to new life. Listen, this piece of metal, and for some of you who have been asking, Pastor Ali, why do you wear two rings? Because I had one about six months ago, and then my three-year-old daughter was like, Dad, let me play with it. Sure, of course she lost it. So for three months, I didn't have a ring. My wife's like, you need to buy a ring. I'm like, honey, we're still married. This, and I try to be all theological. I'm like, this ring doesn't make us married, honey. But, but I, I need it, though. This ring lets other people know I'm taken. This piece of mail doesn't make me married. There's an inward commitment that I made to her and to God. This is a sign that I'm married. Some of you have placed your faith in Jesus. He wants you to get baptized. If I could just pause, everyone pull this card out. Put your name, your email, your phone number, your credit card. I'm just kidding. The first step is believing that Jesus is Lord. And if you believe that, it's time to get baptized. Why? Because there are 27 times in the New Testament where people heard the message of Jesus, the gospel, and immediately they got saved. It wasn't until they felt like it, which is often the number one answer I hear. Pastor, I don't feel like getting baptized. You don't feel your way into the kingdom of God. You obey your way into the kingdom of God. And trust me, after you do it, like, man, thank God Pastor Ali pushed me. So if you have, have a private faith and you've never taken that step, box number two, I'm ready to be baptized. Amen? Point number three, and I'm going to spend the, the rest of my sermon on this, this verse. Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. Someone say, in the Holy Spirit. In the Holy Spirit. Let me read you this verse. Indeed, I will baptize you unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I. Let me just pause for a moment and give you the context of who's speaking. This is John the Baptist. This dude is a 17-year-old dude. He's the first vegan. I'm not saying they're biblical. I'm just saying he's a vegan. If you want to see Jesus faster, eat bacon in Jesus' name. This dude ate honey and locust, went to the desert, and began to preach to no one. And God brought thousands like, we have chairs in here, and we have screens. Imagine sitting on a cactus in the middle of nowhere. Why would you go out to see this guy? Because God anointed this man to preach. And in his day, he was the number one downloaded dude on Spotify. More people were following him on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You name the, the platform, and people were downloading this man's sermons. So much so that the Roman emperor was listening to this dude. And this guy, look what he says. There is another preacher coming after me who's mightier than me. Who's greater than the greatest preacher of that generation. Watch what he says. 
whose sandals I'm not even worthy to carry. Let me modernize, modernize this. When he takes his Air Jordans off, I can't even hold them. That's how awesome this dude is. Is this another preacher? Is this a prophet? Is this a good man? No, no, no. This guy's he's on a different category. Because this guy doesn't just preach, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. That doesn't sound like a human. Because John the Baptist is speaking about God in the flesh. So you gotta understand what what the what the, the is happening in this verse is the subject has changed. The Holy Spirit is actively baptizing those, revealing himself to those who don't know Jesus, and when you believe, you get baptized in the body of Christ. But after salvation, Jesus is the subject now. He wants to baptize you, not in himself, but in the Holy Spirit. So often people push back, like, oh, this this is a a verse for Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost. My question is, how many disciples did Jesus have in Acts chapter 3? He had zero disciples. This cannot be for the 12. This cannot even be for the 120. This is for every person in this room. If you are a follower of Jesus, this promise that Jesus, after you get saved, he wants to baptize you is for you. Not for the pastors, not for a special day, for everyone in this room. Jesus wants to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, which implies, listen, there are three baptisms. And unfortunately, many of you in this room only have one. I'm pushing you to get two, and this church believes in three. This church, your your pastor is definitely Pentecostal. Why? Because I'm about the Bible. I, I am more biblical than I am denominational, and that upsets people. I'm just preaching God's word. The Holy Spirit baptizes you in Jesus. A believer baptizes you in water. I need to say it again and again for it to click. And Jesus wants to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. If I could put all three up again. Sorry, I'm going to take this off. I am melting up here. The Holy Spirit wants to baptize you in Jesus. The disciple baptizes us in water, and Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. Now, before we get into the theology of this, let me talk about the subject of this. Uh, there's a girl in this room, to be very honest, she's my ex-girlfriend. She's my wife today, though. And the reason why I can say that is because of grammar. I didn't lie to you. She was that, and now she is this. Let me give you another way. Imagine, for example, two dudes walk in the room. Let's say Doggo comes in and he brings his friend Jose. They love the sermon. Oh my gosh, let's go say hi to Pastor Ali. And Doggo goes, man, I had too much coffee. I need to go to the bathroom. And Doggo runs to the bathroom. And then Jose comes up to me and says, hey, Pastor Ali, my name is Jose. We shake hands. So nice to meet you. And then Doggo comes back. Not realizing that Jose had introduced himself, says, Pastor Ali, this is my friend, Jose. Two things happen there, and you need to understand this. Dog, Jose did two things. He introduced himself and he was introduced. Are you seeing that? In the same way, the Holy Spirit wants to introduce you to Jesus and then Jesus wants to introduce you to the Holy Spirit. The subject changed. If you understand it with two dudes, you got to understand it with two gods. One God in three persons. you got to understand it. There's, there's not something that's like magically happening. Go to the next slide. What I want to show you is the number one is the Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus. The language that we should be using is of the Holy Spirit. Because why? Because the Holy Spirit's the one doing the work. 
And the third one, Jesus baptized us in the Holy Spirit. It's with. He's the one doing the work. And so often we don't, we don't see this. Uh, let me read it like this. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is the baptism the Holy Spirit performs when you get saved. But the baptism Jesus gives is the one that allows you to walk with power. Do you want to walk with power? And, and power is not for you to sing louder and pray better. It's power to witness. Power to share your faith. Power to live the Christian life. And, I, and you don't need anything other than the first one to go to heaven. Why do I know this? Because when Jesus was on the cross, there were two dudes, a thief on one side and a thief on the other. And the dude said, will you remember me when you're in paradise? And he says, today you'll be with me. The guy never got baptized, never had confirmation, never had a Mexican pizza, nothing. And where is he? He's in heaven. We're going to see him. But Jesus wants you to get baptized. Every time there's a, a salvation in the scriptures, there's water baptism. But then there's spirit baptism. So many Christians are not walking the, the victorious, spirit-filled life. And there are, I'm just telling you, the first time I heard this, I was like, come on, pastor. I, I can't believe this. Let me tell you why this is so significant. Because the Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's four Gospels in the New Testament. There's 27 books. The Gospels are... Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I like to call them Matthew, Marky, Mark, Uncle Luke, and Little John. They have hip-hop names. The first three Gospels are, are called synoptic Gospels. They're similar. If you read one and read the other, I'm like, man, am I reading the same book? Because they, they look and sound so similar. The fourth one, the Gospel of John, is totally different. And the question is, why are they so different? Because the first three cover year three of Jesus' ministry. If you read them, most of the time, John the Baptist dies in chapter 4 or 5 in all three books. And then it talks about Jesus. J John the Baptist did not die until year 3 of Jesus' ministry. The Gospel of John, though, covers all three years. Let me tell you why that's so significant. There's very little overlap in all the Gospels. But there are five things that are on all three Gospels. And God wants you to understand all five of them. Put it on the screen. Number one is the birth of Jesus. Number two is the death of Jesus. Number three is the resurrection of Jesus. Number four is the feeding of 5,000. And the fifth thing is the baptism that Jesus wants to give you. Think how significant that is. It's so important to God, he put it in all four Gospels. There's that new TikTok song, My Money Don't Jingle Jingle, It Folds. That's a revelation of number four. But the revelation I want to give you is that you can't walk the Christian life without the fifth one. You're not a Christian without the first three. But you can't walk like Jesus without the last one. Let me prove it to you. First, this is this story in all three Gospels. Mark chapter 1. Indeed, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This, again, this is John the Baptist speaking. Luke chapter 3, Jesus, John answered, saying to all, I indeed will baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Luke, John chapter 1, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said, upon you see the Spirit descending, remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Go to the next slide. Let me show you what, why this is so significant. Each number represents something. Number one is salvation. 
Number two is water baptism. Number three is spirit baptism. You need all three to walk in the, the spirit-filled, spirit-empowered life. And, and, and what we don't often realize is, it, 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 the question is, well, did Jesus have all three? Or is this still something we want to have? Did Jesus have salvation? Well, you, let me understand what salvation is. Salvation is to be born again. Why? Because you and I are born sinful in our mother's womb. Some of you were born to be a Lakers fan, and we're praying for you. Come on. But, but the scriptures are very clear that you and I are born sinful by our choices and by birth. The reason why Jesus was not needing to be born again, he was born right the first time. He was born of a virgin because sin passes from the father to the, to the child. Jesus did not have an earthly father. He was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life, and he was born sinless. Did he have salvation? He had it, never lost it, did not need to achieve it because he had it from birth. What about water baptism? Jesus was water baptized. Why was Jesus water baptized when he never sinned? As a model for us, if you are a follower of Jesus, he expects you to get water baptized. Number three, did Jesus receive baptism in the Holy Spirit? I get pushed back. No, he didn't. I'm like, bro, what Bible are you reading? At his baptism, the heavens open up. God the Father says, this is my son and with whom I'm well pleased. Let me tell you right now, if you are in Christ, Jesus says that about you. That in Christ, you are perfect, not because of performance, but because of position. Some people are like, what's, what's Christianity all about? Christianity is God sent his son Jesus to live the sinless life, to die in our place. So when I stand before God, it's not my works. It's what Jesus did on a cross for me. So I'm fully loved, fully accepted, fully accepted and received by God as if I was Jesus. Did Jesus receive the baptism of the Spirit? Yes, the Father speaks from heaven, and then it says, a dove like a dove. So when you go back to English, the Holy Spirit's not a bird that poops on cars. And you think that. And then there's a dove on like your car and like books. He's not a dove. It's a simile. Go back to grammar. It's like a dove. The Spirit of God created the universe. Are you kidding me? He doesn't have wings. He's invisible. And he chose to, to show you a characteristic of his nature. He's humble. He's lowly. And when you clap your hands, birds fly away. And when you sin, the Holy Spirit gets quenched. That's what the Spirit of God wants to tell you. And Jesus, yes, he, was, he had all three. The question is, do you have all three? I wrote down like this. How much more do you think you need the person of the Holy Spirit? If Jesus needed all three, listen, you need all three. In, Acts, in Luke chapter 4, the Holy Spirit falls on Jesus, and then he does ministry. Do you know what Jesus says to the church? Do not do ministry until the Holy Spirit falls. And in the same way that the Spirit of God falls on Jesus and then empowers him for ministry, the Holy Spirit falls on the church and empowers us for ministry. So when you don't want the Holy Spirit, what you're telling me is you're prideful and you want to do ministry on your power. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. There was a pastor once who was teaching on the Holy Spirit, and he was an old country pastor, probably had one of those signs in front of his building, and he wanted to, like, they didn't have screens like we do. He wanted to, like, make the sermon, like, awesome, and he was teaching on the Holy Spirit, so he goes to this little 10-year-old in his church, like, look, I'm going to read this first, and I want to say, and the Holy Spirit, I want you to go to the roof and throw the bird down, and everyone's going to be, like, amazed, it's going to be awesome. Kid's like, okay. And the kid goes up on the roof before the church service, and the pastor is preaching. And he goes, and the Holy Spirit, and kind of just waits. People are like, what's the pastor doing? 
And then he realizes, like, the dude didn't throw the cat, he didn't throw the bird down. So he goes, and the Holy Spirit. And the kid goes, Pastor, the cat ate the Holy Spirit. Do you want me to throw the cat down? <laughs> and we can laugh, like, ha, ha, ha. This is not a laughing matter. You need this. And don't let the enemy devour this from you. Don't let him rob you of your inheritance. Jesus did not just die to pay for your sins. He died to empower you to live victorious over them. Over them. Let me show you this again one more time. The Spirit baptizes us. That's salvation, water, and spirit. And as I preach, the title of my sermon is going to make more and more sense. Right now it sounds like Dungeons and Dragons. It's going to make more sense. What I want to show you, though, is the first one is we get saved, then we get water baptized, then we get spirit baptized. And this pattern, I'm going to prove it to you in the Scriptures. It's everywhere. Everywhere in the Bible. And when you see it, like, how come I never saw it before? Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Then Peter said to them, repent. Someone say, repent. repent. This is what it means to be a Christian. You repent, which means to turn from your ways, to, to change the direction, and repent means to come back to Jesus. This is the moment of salvation. And every one of you, be baptized. Someone say, be baptized. This is water baptism in the name of the Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Someone say, Holy Spirit. All three are there. Salvation, water, spirit. Go to Acts chapter 8. It will be even clearer here because it's going to separate two from the three. When they believed, someone say believed. Philip is preaching. He's an evangelist, and people are becoming Christian. Preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized. Someone say baptized. Both men and women. Leave that verse there. Don't move it. At this point, this is where many of you think all we need is to believe in Jesus and get water baptized. If that was the case, the chapter would end. But watch, watch what happens. Verse 14. Now, when the apostles were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter. Why would you send apostles if they already received salvation? Don't they have everything they need? Who then, that they, when they were to come down, prayed for them that they might receive, don't put the next verse, the Bible. That they might receive confirmation that they might receive a t-shirt from church because they joined the church. A notebook. What is it you think that you need? Look what the Bible says. That they might receive the Holy Ghost. Crazy. Don't they know what the Bible teaches? You already have the Holy Ghost. Why would they pray that they receive the Holy Spirit if they already have it? Because there are three baptisms. There are three baptisms. Acts 19. This is the one when I was in seminary. I had to repent. And say, man, I, I've been missing out on all that God has for me. And I, that's my heart for you today. We can laugh and say jokes, but my heart is that you would walk out of this room believing that there's more in Christianity than what you've experienced. That God wants, not just that you believe in him, not that you declare your faith in him, but he wants to baptize you in the spirit. And you're not going to be weird when it happens. People are weird, not the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1. 
And it came to pass that while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul was passing through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples. Someone say disciples. The Bible never calls people who aren't Christians disciples. You call them pagans. You call them Laker fans. The word disciple means they are followers and believers of Jesus. These are Christians, and watch what the greatest apostle that ever lived says to them. Verse 2. Oh, sorry. And he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Pause for a moment. This guy wrote one-third of the New Testament. This guy had revelations because he's caught up in the third heaven. I don't even know what that means, dude. The, the apostle Peter, what first and second Peter said, this guy's teachings are hard to understand. If there's anyone, anyone who has perfect theology, it's this guy. And when you place your faith in Jesus, yes, you receive the Holy Spirit, but that does not mean you are baptized in the Spirit. And why does the greatest apostle that ever lived says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And watch what they say. They must have gone to my church, because look what they said. They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. The church I went to for two years said, do not pursue the Holy Spirit. Do not talk about the Holy Spirit. He's weird. Don't be weird. I don't know what church you came from. I don't know what you were taught. The Holy Spirit's not weird. He wants to empower you. I I came from a Muslim faith. You know what they told you? Try harder. And when I became a Christian, God doesn't say, try harder. You know what you do? You say, I'm weak, God. Help me. And he empowers you to break those addictions. He empowers you to love your spouse when she's not worthy of love. He empowers you to be gentle and lovely and kind to your boss when he's being mean to you. When people are criticizing you and gossiping about you, you're still portraying love. That's not on your strength. Christians are weak, but God is strong. Look what he says. No, we haven't even heard. What are you talking about? Next verse. So Paul asked, what baptism did you receive? Watch what they say, John's baptism. That means all they did was place their faith in Jesus. Look what the apostle Paul does. Paul said John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him. That is Jesus. Watch this. Upon hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord. It means they were water baptized. That means if Paul was the pastor of the church, he'd come after you if you haven't been water baptized. It's not just me adding pressure. The scripture does too. But that's all they need, Pastor Ali. They're done. Place your faith in Jesus. Get water baptized. Let's go home and have a Mexican pizza and watch the Warriors win game two. The story doesn't end, though. Look at the very next verse. And this is my prayer for you. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. Three baptisms. Salvation, water, and spirit. Salvation, water, and spirit. I want to show you this verse because some of you, your arms are still folded, not believing. It's okay. First John 5, verse 7. For there are three that bear witness in heaven. Someone say in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. Father obviously know who he is. Who's the word, Pastor Ali? 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14 says, the Word became flesh. This is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Verse 8 says this, and there are three that bear witness on earth. Someone say, on earth. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. What are these things bearing witness to? The supernatural life. That it's not enough to place your faith in Jesus. It's not enough to get water baptized. There's an inheritance that God has for you. He wants you to receive the Spirit in its fullness. In its fullness. And there's so many of you that... I, I want to I read it because I don't want you to misunderstand me. There are many of you in here, many. You're not a bad person. You just never explain it to you this way. That God has more for you. God has more for you. Last verse. First John. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 11. Now these things happen. What are these things? All the things in the Old Testament were examples to them as an example, but, but they were written down for our instruction. So every story, you ever watch like a movie in like the Avengers, like, oh my gosh, there's an Easter egg. The Old Testament is full of Easter eggs pointing to Jesus. Next verse. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that our fathers were under the cloud. All were baptized. Someone say baptized. Moses. They were baptized in Moses in the cloud and in the sea. What the heck does that mean? This is the Bible, by the way. This is not Dungeons and Dragons. See, the Israelites were stuck in sin. They were stuck in bondage. They could not get out. In the same way, you and I are dead in our trespasses and sin. You need God to get you out. And Moses is a type and shadow of the Savior. He's not the Savior. We're going to meet Moses in heaven. And you and I, we're baptized in him. What's the cloud? The Bible says that when the Israelites were in the wilderness, they were led by a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Why? Because in the desert, it's 100 degrees, and the cloud gave them shade from the sun. And at night, when the desert was hot, it was a furnace to keep them warm. What about the sea? When they crossed the Red Sea, it was like baptism. Do you see how the Bible's telling you there's three baptisms? I didn't make this up. This is your inheritance. Now, this next thing I want to show you, this is world-class graphic design. You don't need to clap for me. I... It's not even straight lines. Pray for me. This is a 4K picture of the temple of God. Moses had an image, a vision of God, and then he put it on earth. This is where we worshiped in the Old Testament. The outer square is called the outer court. The second one is called the inner court. And the little tiny one is called the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies. What was the purpose of this? To get into the presence of God. Listen, that's your goal today. To get in the presence of God. In Genesis chapter 2, the second page of your Bible says that Adam, he walked with God in the garden. God wants to walk with you. He wants to do life with you. Not when you need a parking spot at the mall. He wants to say shotgun no matter where you go. He wants to do life with you. How do I do life with God? How do I get in the presence of God? In the outer court, the very first thing you had to do, you had to kill an animal. You had to sprinkle its blood. Someone say the blood. 
Then you went to the second one. And the priests had to wash their hands with water. Someone say the water. Then, if you wanted to go into the Holy of Holies where the presence of God dwelt, you had to pour olive oil over yourself. Someone say the oil. Go back to the title. It's the blood. It's the water. And the oil. God wants all three for you. And listen, when the Israelites did not worship God the way he described, they died. You won't die, but you will live a powerless life. You cannot, I wrote it down like this. You don't get to choose the rules of how you enter God's presence. He does. He does. You can bow your heads and close your eyes. Simple sermon about three baptisms the blood, the water, and the oil. I want to begin with the blood. There are some of you in this room, you have not started a relationship with Jesus. Jesus is God. He left heaven to die for your sins. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to go anywhere. You don't need to like perform things. Simply believing that Jesus is the Christ, the one who died on a cross for your sins, that's it. His bloodshed is all you need. With every eye closed and with every head bowed, if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, on the count of three, I want you to just shoot your hand up. One, two, three. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand in the back. Amen. I see your hand over here. Put your hand down. Just pray this prayer in your heart. Thank you, Jesus, that you died for me. Thank you that you paid my penalty of sin. I repent. I turn from my life, and I come to you. Help me follow you. Help me obey you. I want to walk with you all the days of my life. Some of you, though, it's not the blood because you already received the blood of Jesus. It's about the water. You don't feel like getting baptized. You don't feel ready. You'll never feel ready. Obedience is always scary, but it's always worth it. For some of you, it's time to go public with your faith. I want to help you. If you're in this room and you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, even if you just raise your hand, I want you to shoot your hand up on the count of three saying, I want to get baptized, Pastor. You're not joining this church. You're simply obeying the one who died for you on a cross. One, two, three. Put your hand up. Amen. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Put your hand down. Pray this prayer. Thank you, Jesus, that I didn't deserve it, but I received the free gift of salvation as an act of obedience. I want to obey you, and I want to get baptized. There's another one, because it's the blood, the water, and the oil. Some of you didn't even know about this. I didn't know either. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you're not going to heaven. But God wants to empower you. And it's a simple prayer. With every eye closed, every head bowed, just repeat this prayer in your heart. Jesus, put your hands up as an act of surrender to God. Jesus, would you baptize me? 
in the Holy Spirit. You're not going to fall over. You're not going to feel anything. But you're doing it by faith. In the same way that you, by faith, believe that Jesus died from the cross, by faith believe he's baptizing you in the Holy Spirit. changed my life. It's changing this church. For every person in this room that can hear the sound of my voice, God, would you fill them with your spirit? Would you fill them with your spirit? Would you fill them with your spirit? God, may they live differently, God. May they may their marriage forever be the different. May their walk with you, God, forever be different. God, may their addictions break. May depression break over them. God, may, they, may their businesses be changed because they're not walking in the spirit. God, May they walk differently in their family, amongst their co-workers, amongst their school friends. That they're not walking in their power anymore. They're walking in the power of the Spirit. And if the Spirit of God raised His Son, Jesus, from the dead, you can raise me from the dead, God. Thank you, Jesus. That is my inheritance. My inheritance to be filled. I pray that you will be filled with the Spirit of God. And everybody said. Thanks so much for listening. We hope this message impacted you and inspires you to draw closer to Jesus. Subscribe to this podcast and give us a follow on Instagram at Centerset Church to keep up with all that God is doing in our community. Also, we'd love to be in prayer with you. If you have any prayer requests, please send them to info at centerset.church.